When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El Duncan, Frank Isola, Kevin Blackstone, Israel Gutierrez. Freddie Freeman says, all is good. He, he's got closure. He's happy with the Dodgers. Do you believe him? Ed, the Suns, two wins away from the title two years ago with a 23-year-old number one pick center. Are they really prepared to say goodbye to Aiton? Don't be hating, DeAndre Aiton. No matter what, the Suns will come out tomorrow, Tony. All right, that's going to be a mute, absolutely, for El Duncan. And even Isola's used his line before. That's a mute for him as well. Let's talk Serena, the emotion in yesterday's match and the struggle in yesterday's match and the end of this year's Wimbledon for Serena Williams. And it's nearer and nearer the end for Serena Williams, the all-time greatest player ever, 23 single major titles. Is 24 now completely out of reach? These are all questions you may find yourself asking as you see Serena go home from the All England Club, L. But also, do you see yourself saying, what's motivating her? What did you think of her first round exit at Wimbledon? It's such a bummer because, like, we're watching these matches now, and really the matches are more about the significance of her not winning, right? She's now gone 14 consecutive majors without winning a title. That's the longest of her career. That's sort of where we're at. And I'm watching that match, and I'm thinking, like, She's losing to a girl who serves 61 miles per hour, and that's no knock on Harmony Tan. I'm not trying to be that person. I was waiting on that Serena, the one that always found a way, despite 53 unforced errors, to put her foot on someone's neck, and we just don't see that. And I know she... I, I assume she can't be motivated, right, by chasing 24 or Margaret Court. I mean, she doesn't need anything else to cement her legacy. I just think that we're sort of at the end of an era. We are on the precipice of, for the first time since 1997, not having Roger Federer or Serena Williams ranked in ATP or WTA. Mm. That is crazy. Mm. Last time that happened, Tony probably wore pastels. It's crazy. <laughs> I think it was 1999, and I think you're, well, Zeke Cavaricis, maybe, uh, I would say. So the idea that she is losing in the first round there's there's no harm in that there's nothing wrong with that in your mind l duncan Oh, I, I, there's absolutely something wrong with that. She would dismiss people so quickly. It was a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. I think she's only lost three times ever in an opening match. Uh, so that's very significant. But the point is that if you're bright-siding it like I'm trying to, because what I realized, Tony, more than anything, is that whether she's ready to move on, I'm not ready for her to move on. I was still screaming on the sports mm-hmm. center day, you're better than her, you can do this. Uh, I don't know if there's anything left in the tank. I just know that at some point she's got to decide why she's still doing this. Frank Isola, your thoughts as you saw Serena go home yesterday? Yeah, you know, it's amazing, too, to the point of how long the match was. It was three hours. Usually when Serena plays three hours of tennis at the start of a tournament, that means she's through uh, into the fourth round. (laughs) There was a game that was 19 minutes long. She would win sets 
in the first round of a major in 19 minutes. What I thought was fascinating, too, was the contrast in styles because Tan was like a player from you know Newport, Rhode Island, playing lawn tennis in the 1960s. It was like drop shots and slices, and she was doing really well to try to get Serena, who's a huge hitter, off the line. I thought Serena actually moved pretty well. But again, Roger Federer is in the same boat when you don't play a lot of tennis and you're just showing up for the majors, and I get it. I want to see them in the majors as well. It's just hard to kind of build up to that point. She hadn't played a competitive match in over a year, and now she's losing to players that five years ago she would wipe the floor with them. I'm not saying she can't do it. It's going to have to happen at the U.S. Open or Wimbledon, in my opinion, but she's going to have to play more matches leading up to it. But remember, she's 41 in September. Kevin Blackiston, I guess what I'm getting to, is it hard for you to see Serena like this? No, it's not, it's not hard for me at all to see her like this because I recognize that she is the greatest women's tennis player um, that we've ever seen. I recognize the fact that when she was 37 years old three years ago, she was the oldest finalist in a Grand Slam. I recognize that five years ago when she was 35, she was the first woman that old ever to win a Grand Slam. So I recognize her greatness. And I also remember that you know one of the hardest things for a great athlete to do is to finally walk away, is to finally say, I'm, I'm done. Why is she doing it? Maybe it's to chase number 24. Or maybe it's just because she has played tennis all of her life. This is what she does. And when people do something for their entire lives, it is very hard to, to, to just step away. And she's got so many other things that she's, uh, that she's done in her life and can still continue to do um, in her life. But obviously, tennis is her thing. And we all need a group hug and realize that she won't be there forever. And there will be a new generation coming along. And Israel Gutierrez. Well, for starters, for this match, I think, you know, it's hard to judge because she hadn't played in so long. That first set, it seemed like she was out of sorts at times, trying to tell herself when to calm down. And in that second set, it just felt like, hey, I mean, I thought she'd figured it out. I thought she, could, she was definitely going to move on. The third set was a shocker. And I think what the problem is, is you just can't judge her because of what Frank said. She hasn't played in so long. But unlike Frank, I do believe she can ramp herself up toward a major. She can play in perhaps one warm-up tournament and sort of pull a Phil Mickelson, right? And just at a, at a very advanced age in your sport, just focus on that one or two majors and get it done. And she absolutely has that ability in her. I mean, she has some versatility in her game. To, to what Frank mentioned, um, that 20-minute that game, that near-20-minute game, she won it on like a backhand uh, moon ball. So she can mix up her game if she is not the powerful woman that we've known her to be and get to a final and win one and that's what I think is still driving her not just the fact that it's number 24 but she's had what four opportunities and they slipped away she wants to make sure she gets L dog in last word Phil Mickelson plays golf there is no comparing a 60 year old man being able to play 18 holes of golf than a woman 41 year old who post childbirth and let I me say that too for the people that are like she just hasn't been the same since childbirth none of us are the same post childbirth <laughs> none of us <laughs> well maybe she's showing Olympia there's a way to go you know it doesn't have to be winning it olympia by the way the youngest major champion in tennis history when, when she was in utero and her mom was winning five years ago nobody questions yes. why venus still plays i don't think you have to question why they're playing i think there's an expression why does it have to end badly for these supreme athletes doesn't because it has to end is why i mean it's a, it's an incredible thing to say goodbye to something you've dedicated your whole life to we'll move on the Knicks, the Jalen Brunson gambit. Oh, Frank, I saw it. Talk to me about this. Trading away Nerlens Noel <laughs> and Alec Burks 
today to clear cap space, or when the trade can be official, but announcing it now. Frank, is Jayla Brunson to New York a sure thing? And maybe even the bigger question, is it worth all this? Well, if unless Dallas offers $125 million, I think it's 99.9% sure he's going to the New York Knicks. And I get it. They're moving in heaven and earth to get him. It's not Kevin Durant in his prime. It's not Kawhi Leonard. But what he is is a piece. And what he is is a guy that runs an offense, is a leader, he's a winner, he's a low-maintenance guy. He makes other players around him better. Is it a lot of money? Yes. But when Toronto won a championship, they had Kyle Lowry. Was he a superstar? No. But an all-star caliber player. You need to start somewhere. Mm. And Izzy, they love in Miami to talk about culture. Getting a guy like Jalen Brunson helps your whoa, culture. Whoa, whoa, now you're, now you're admitting but culture is, is important here. Okay, first off, Lowry's got about, what, it. seven all-star games? I mean, Lowry... And Brunson He's just got into the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. He just came into the league. Look at he had 41 and 31 points in back-to-back playoff games okay. against the Utah Jazz when Luka wasn't available. He picked a good time to be a free agent when a lot of teams had Israel a Gutierrez, lot of teams the like Knicks that. and all this movement for Jalen Brunson. <laughs> If you expand past the playoffs and look at the uh, previous two years of his career, at 6'1", a 50% or better shooter, and mm. got better when he had more responsibilities in the starting lineup, and roughly a 3-to-1 assist-to-turnover ratio, so he's not a big turnover guy. And as Frank said, low maintenance, really knows how to get things done and just goes to work. And that, I think, is exciting if you're a Knicks fan, to have somebody that you can say, hey, I can grow with this guy as he sort of breaks through. Does it make them a playoff team next year? No. Does it put them in a position where maybe if they play a lot of their younger talents and have Jalen Brunson there as a sort of stabilizing talent, maybe throwing lobs to Robinson if he's there, and Obi Toppin, I think they can be fun, and I think they can grow together. There's no real urgency for them to be a, you know, a, a conference championship type of team just yet. Okay. Did you tell their fans that? Did you, did you, did you pass that by them? Kevin Black is still just did. With Jalen Brunson <laughs> as your blank best player, you can contend. What is the answer to that question? Um, I guess you can contend, but what does that mean? No, but what the, number? He has to be your second right? best player. He has to be your third best player. He can be your fourth best player. Well, I think he has to be one of three really good players. And the one thing I think about with the Dallas Mavericks is, and what we saw with Jalen Brunson, and everybody kept pointing out, was how they would go to iso ball. They would spread the, spread out the floor with three-point shooters and allow Brunson to be able to get to work in the paint on guys that he can handle. I don't know that he's going to be able to do that with the Knicks right now as their roster is configured. Now, they're going to have to bring in some other people, and they're probably not done doing that. But that's what you have to do. It, it is an amazing thing to watch them clearing the deck deck to bring in Jalen Brunson. I've got nothing against him. I love him. I was one of the few people mm-hmm. on the planet mm-hmm. who probably fell in love with his father during his four years at Temple and when he was in the league mm-hmm. and, and people <laughs> praised him for being like a coach what on the on bench all day? the time. But, you know, but I, I just, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around um, all of this, all of this clamor. Over, and L. Duncan, how about you? I'm just still laughing at Frank who brings up Kyle Lowry, but like, where are the Knicks Kawhi? Because that was the big reason that they, <laughs> they won get the it. championship. <laughs> like, what I player. see for That's the right. Knicks, how, Frank? What I see for the Knicks is a Knicks team that will have $300 million players who are all number two or number three options at best. I'm not knocking Jalen at all. I'm also wondering, I don't think that we can discount the influence of Jason Kidd. Is, do we think it's a coincidence that he had a transformative year the first year he mm-hmm. worked with one of the greatest okay. point guards of all time? I don't think we can. Well, that may convey. He may be able to take that in his tool bag and pass it. He doesn't take Luka Doncic in his tool bag and play, and play it forward. I saw the last word after the horn.
And, and, and listen, again, he's not a superstar, but he's an all-star caliber player, and he's the kind of guy that players are going to be attracted to playing in New York because you get to play with a point guard like that. So I repeat everything that Izzy says, that he was spot on with that. Stone last word. Don't listen to right, 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 Nick Cave. Give, give, oh, well, give Stone last word. This is what Knicks fans but do. He he's good. talked himself in to this reality after all of these years of pain. I understand that. Bing bong. Bing bong. Yes, exactly. All right. Bing Fire bong. cell on the other side. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida mas fina. Part of happy hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Freddie Freeman says he's found closure and is happy to be a Los Angeles Dodger. This after all the tears this weekend in Atlanta. This after reportedly firing his agent, which has to make you think something in his free agent experience wasn't wonderful. L. Do you believe Freeman, and do you believe all is good with him and the Dodgers? No, I'm selling that. Uh, you say something's in the water. Maybe Trevor Story also fired that exact same agent five weeks after signing a $140 million contract Reportable. with the Red Sox. So me think something's going on there. Um, holy secondhand embarrassment, Batman. Like, Freddie is, is wallowing, and this is getting really hard to watch. I think we're just witnessing a man who overplayed his hand with a GM who is not interested in handing out golden parachute contracts, and he's now looking for someone to blame when ultimately it rests on Freddie's shoulders. But he says he has closure now. Do you believe he can go forward? as the Los Angeles Dodger, or do you think... Did you see him cry all weekend long, Tony? No, I I don't believe him. I like seeing people cry. I think we should all cry more, but I agree with you. Frank Isola. Well, he can go on, but it's never going to be the same like it was in Atlanta. That really was home for him. He was a homegrown player there. You know, you don't take the job based on money. The grass isn't always greener. People in our business make that mistake. And guess what? That's on him. That's not on the agent. So to put it on the agent, I, you know, you want to fire him, whatever. He's still getting his commission. That's on Freddie Freeman. He made the mistake. Got a black stone. 
He was with a team that won the World Series. Homegrown talent, did not have to leave, had a very lucrative offer on the table, took one to go to L.A. to be with a prohibitive favorite to win another World Series. What could you possibly be unhappy about? If it's the money, please, I don't want to hear that. You don't have to go to London School of Economics to understand or know that L.A. is a far more expensive place to live than Atlanta or one of its suburbs. So I have no sympathy for uh, Freddie Freeman. Well, I mean, it can't be closure, right? Because he's finding out the pain now. It wasn't the way he thought it played out. In fact, he maybe could have made more money and stayed in Atlanta, the place that he loved. So I think it's it's just another version, another wave of the pain. It's after you split up and then you find out, oh, wow, maybe we shouldn't have. I think, yeah, he's going to go through a little bit more pain. Eventually, he's going to be fully comfortable being a Dodger. But right now, even Clayton Kershaw pointed out he's not. And it's just going to take a little bit of time. You think winning could cure that. Winning cures so much, but he just won, and it still led to this this departure. We'll move on. Back to NBA free agency. What do you think happens with the Phoenix Suns and DeAndre Aiden? Are they really prepared to let him go? Woj says a bunch of sign and trade options are available, Israel. Would that give Phoenix a better shot at winning the title or not? I mean, it's a great question because if you just look at the starting centers of championship teams and their salaries over the last, say, decade, it's not max guys playing in the middle. But if you look at Phoenix, they seem to have sort of the perfect match of talent all around and depth. And I can't imagine a sign and trade with him that makes him better. I just think they're trying to avoid his contract being that big for that long. In the end, gut check. Do they let Aiton walk, Israel? No. I don't think he gets the proper uh, deal. I think they end up bringing him back. Kevin Blackstone. I mean, I think they're dangerously close to doing that and making a huge, huge, huge mistake. Sometimes you have to value what people mean to you and not necessarily what they mean to everyone else in the league. 17 points, 60% free, uh, shooting from the field, the only player in the league to do that last year. Look at the standout games that he had during the playoffs, not that very last clunker, which was part of, his, part of the fault of the coach. Frank Isola. I think he's going to be part of a sign-and-trade. I think there's a good chance it could be Atlanta, a trade involving Clint Capella. Here, what would give me pause is that Phoenix, why don't they want him? Because to Kevin's point, the guy helped you get to a finals, and in a league where everybody gets paid, you guys decided not to pay him and made him enter last season without a contract. So that's, that might have led to this year being a, a disaster in the playoffs. Frank, Clint Capella to Phoenix, are they closer to winning a title than they are with Aiton right now? Well, I... It, it might be with another player, maybe somebody like Kevin Herter. So, I, I, listen, I think they're still good enough to win, but I like DeAndre Aiden. I don't know why Phoenix I'll has an it. issue with the guy. All right. He's a really good player, but it's a lose-lose situation for the Suns because, no, they're not better without Aiden, but you don't want to pay him. He lacks a signature skill that the big men that have max contracts all have. He's not a great force defender like Rudy Gobert. He can't score like Carl Anthony Towns. He's not a great passer like Nikola Jokic. And he's certainly not the presence in the low post that Embiid or even Bam Adebayo are. So I understand why they don't want to give him max money, despite the fact they don't want him to walk out the door. But he went to a final. Fire cell three. Draymond Green telling J.J. Redick. You started to see it then, that growth, and like, oh, man, nobody can stop this dude now. And I'm pretty certain that's why we'll win three of the next four NBA championships. Oh, man, and the three after dark, that glass of wine right there. KB, he says three out of four. Can you put any stake in that? Uh, absolutely not, and I don't need meat, as you know. Uh, and if they do, he's not going to be a part of it. He'll be sitting in the stands uh, with a ticket. No, that's not going to happen. One maybe, but no. Three Frank? four stop. 
Now, I don't think it's going to be three or four, but Draymond Green does a great podcast and he's a great guest because he actually says something. That's why we like Draymond. But you don't put any stock into it. Duncan, how about you? Not three out of four. My daughter got most outstanding player on her four and under soccer team. And I started Googling, when did they know Pele was Pele? Okay, <laughs> winning makes you irrational. <laughs> okay, so that's where you're going with that. And Israel Gutierrez, how about you? He built that whole argument based on Steph's health potentially in the next four years. Mm, I'm pretty sure they're not going to win three out of the next four based on that. All right. You're all showing that. Means the same. Frank, <laughs> thanks for your time today. Love the looks of this Blackstone-Duncan matchup. L. Duncan right in the runway. I mean, go walk a red carpet. You look phenomenal. And Kevin, I love this look. I want to spread that out over a table and have a nice pasta meal. That's an Italian tablecloth shirt you got there. Let's go. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Check this out. Angels game last night. Mike Trout out in center field is always looking in to see if he sees something from his pitchers to be able to maybe tip what he's throwing. You see the glove hand right there. Baseball in the glove for Garrett. In that spot, breaking ball. He has the hands a little bit lower there on the glove and then brings it up, and then it gives a, a hitter a chance to be able to see, okay, that's going to be a fastball. It's a trout seeing the same thing. He's bringing it away from his body, and then he's taking it close to his body, depending on the pitch thrown. Incredible look from it all, from the game call with Patrick O'Neill and Mark Gubiza. You know, Gubiza knows what he's talking about. He's a two-decade pitcher in the league. So, KB, do you find yourself seeing this and being impressed with Trout or bummed that the other Angels are missing this? No, I'm impressed with Trout. I mean, here's a guy who could have zoned out. The, the season is stinks for him, right? But still, he's out there trying to win, looking for every edge. Steven Strasburg, same thing happened to him in World Series Game mm-hmm. 6. It happens. Where his pitching coach pointed mm-hmm. it out. It happens. L. If dead inside were an image, you know, he's the Andy Dufresne of, of baseball. I swear to you, one day, Cooperstown, his bus is going to say, they send you here for life, and that's exactly what they take from you. The part that's, of the town's that's, anyway. That's, wonderfully artistic, but I don't believe that to be the case. I, I, I agree with Blackstone that it shows how invested he is in this, and I think that's still... He hates it here! <laughs> Go down two. Red Sox, they blew a save last night in Toronto after coming back in the game, and um, you could blame Tyler Danish or, or Hanzo Robles, I guess. Tough inning. Robles and Danish. Boston did not have 
Tanner Howe, unvaccinated, so not able to play in Toronto. Dan Shaughnessy, half chose to abandon his teammates. His personal freedom is more important. L, is it okay to blame a closer not being available because of vaccination status for the blown save he didn't pitch in? Uh, I sat on this very show and said Kyrie Irving was a bad teammate for not being available and not blaming the dudes behind him for not picking up his production. So, yeah, I'm blaming Tanner Hawk here in the interest of not being a hypocrite. Yeah, absolutely. I have to agree. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. They're calling on you, and you're not available because of this choice that you made. I thought we were over that by now. His teammates had a chance to do their job. Didn't close it out. Kevin Blackstone, take the FaceTime. Thank you very much. I just want to give a shout-out to Kali Reese. You may know her as a champion boxer, but just yesterday she landed a lead role with Jodie Foster in HBO's True Detective. Way to go. And the thing I love about Kali, everyone wants to talk about activists, athletes, and all that. She's an indigenous woman in this country, and she's been speaking out about missing and murdered indigenous women, which nobody is paying attention to. Way to go, Kali. Keep knocking them out, baby. Mm. Great FaceTime, Kevin. Thanks for that. Israel, Kevin, Frank, Mel, thanks for today. We're off. Long break. We'll see you Tuesday. Have a great fourth.